I failed in the ethics category and I do not want that to happen to you. When I was leading, my team clearly told me that I was not doing well in the ethics area. I was not doing what I said I was gonna do. I was not following through with my word. I didn't always keep my promises and I neglected to listen to people, their ideas, their thoughts, and I just railroaded through with my own plan and my own agenda. And more than once on performance appraisals, they told me, Kathy, you're not leading with ethics. And I just tuned it out and kept the blinders on. When it happened a third time and when my team was falling apart, I paused and decided it was time to figure out what integrity meant and why my team felt I wasn't leading with integrity. True to how I learn and figure things out, I hit the dictionary and I started getting the definitions and understanding what integrity meant and starting to pick it apart so that I could rebuild my integrity. To help you lead with integrity, today I'm going to go through some definitions that are gonna help you understand what integrity is and how to lead with integrity. I'm also going to give you one powerful question that you can ask anytime you're making a decision, taking some action, whatever it is, to really help ensure that you're leading with integrity and if you stick around to the end, I'm going to give you a checklist to make sure that you are an ethical leader. Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. The first thing that we're going to define is integrity. Integrity is the sense that you can be trusted, trusted to walk your talk, do as you say you're going to do, act in accordance with what you say your values, ethics, morals are, and then adhere to that moral standard that you set for yourself. So if I say I'm going to do this, then I actually do it. If I say I believe in this, then you're actually going to see through my actions and how I show up that I actually believe that. Sometimes people will say, it's practicing what you preach. It's that you're true to your word. At the end of the day, it's that you can be trusted. Your team wants to know that they can trust you to be the type of person, to be the leader that you say you are. So that's integrity. The second one we're going to define is trust because integrity is when people can trust you, trust you to follow your word, do what you say you're gonna do. So what is trust? I really like the definition that Simon Sinek says. Let me read it to you. Trust is the currency of leadership earned through consistent actions, transparency, and the ability to deliver on promises. If we think about that, there's a whole bunch of things mixed in there. And that's why it's important to recognize all of these different things and how they all fit together. First, he says, trust is the currency of leadership earned through consistent actions. It's not one thing. It's not one time. It's consistency over time. One of the things that I will often tell people in coaching is you build trust one brick at a time. So you lay on something, you follow through, you ask them how they are, you back them up in a meeting one brick at a time, you're building that trust. But it only takes one action. You pull that brick out and the whole thing comes tumbling down and it takes a long time to rebuild that trust again. So we have to be really careful about each action each time, especially when things aren't going well. Next on the list is ethics. Ethics are what you believe, what you value. It's the standards you have for yourself, the commitments you make to yourself. It's those guidelines that you say, this is how I live my life. I'm an honest person, okay, but what does honesty mean to you? And so you define your level of honesty. If it's okay for you to 
leave the stuff under the grocery cart if they miss it and not say anything. That's your value ethic. That's what you believe in. And each of us have a different set of beliefs, values, and the ethics is how we define it. Next up is your morals. So your ethics is what you believe, what you value, your standards. Your morals is conforming to that. So you live with morality if you conform to those ethics. Your morals is what you do, what you say, how you behave. So you have this set of standards, which is your ethics. Your morals is do you do, you do that? How do you do that? Next, I wanted to define your moral compass. I use that term often with my clients. Your moral compass is your guide for making decisions for how you're going to act, how you're going to show up. And it's based on your ethics, your values, your beliefs. If you look sort of at how it guides you over here, ding, 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 your North Star is those things that you strongly believe in. And, and if you're making a decision that's over here, you're going to feel like you're off. You're going to feel like something's wrong. Your moral compass is what guides you. Think of it as your conscience. Now, remember, each of us have a different set of ethics, values, beliefs. So everybody's moral compass isn't the same. We need to use that moral compass, our own, to make our own decisions, our own personal decisions, but also how we lead and how we show up. And we have to have that guideline, that framework, that compass to use to make those decisions. When we tune into our moral compass, it allows us to make those decisions that are right for us. And it allows us to lead in integrity. When I was not leading with integrity, I was not following my moral compass. I wasn't tuned in. I didn't check in. I didn't slow down. I wasn't making conscious decisions. I was just rapidly putting out fires, dealing with everything. And what we need to do is slow down and go, wait a minute. What do I value here? What's important to me? What are my standards in this situation? What am I committing to? Those are the things when you slow down and ask yourself those questions, help you kind of see if you're aligned with your moral compass. Moral muteness is the next one that I want to define. Moral muteness is when you allow wrongdoings to go unchallenged or unreported. Let me say that again, because when I bring this up with people, it hits, it lands, but it's not something they've heard very often. Moral muteness is when we allow wrongdoings to go unchallenged or unreported. It's when you choose to remain silent. You don't speak up. You don't voice you con your concern. You don't share what you think is wrong because likely you don't feel safe. There's not a trusting environment build. There's a lack of psychological safety. You're worried about the implications of speaking up. And we're not talking about big things like, oh my God, they're going to break the law. We're talking about a lot of those I call them sort of micro decisions that people are making, or when I get into the next definition, this will help you understand this too, but it's just the little things that slide. Let me talk about the next definition because it goes well with this. The next definition is ethical fading. Ethical fading is when our ethics or our values or what we believe in become less prominent. They start to slip and slide. And you'll see this sometimes in groups Big organizations, they'll have, you know, this is the standards we've set. These are the commitments. These are the values. This is what we, we espouse to. And a new leader comes in and things start to shift gradually. And maybe there's less concern for some of those accuracy things that the last leader used to really drill down on. Or maybe there's just some of that undertones where language is different and you'll start to see those ethics fading. It's kind of when our standards start to erode or drop off. 
one good example of this is when initially we were masking and then you started to see over time people weren't masking. There was in the beginning, it was that sense of responsibility. This is the right thing to do. I'm doing it for everybody else. And then over time, people started going, I'm done with this. And you started to see people dropping off before the quote rules were dropped off. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's an example of people's standards started to drop. Their values, their beliefs started to shift. And for some people, that might have felt icky. Again, other examples in organizations, you see this where, you know, initially we're really clear on I do one-to-one -one meetings regularly and you're on top of that and then things get busy and you start to slide on some of those one-to-one -one meetings. That supervision starts to drop off. So again, I say one-to-one -one supervision is important to me. That's my words, my values, my ethics, my beliefs, the list I espouse to, but my actions don't align. And that's when we get out of integrity. Integrity, trust ethics, morals, our moral compass, moral muteness, and moral fading. Those are some of the words that help you understand how this all fits together. Now, what happens for many of us is we have this list that we espouse to, our values, ethics, morals, beliefs, and then our behavior sits here. And when these are aligned, right, parallel to each other, we feel good. We feel in integrity. People see us or judge us as being in integrity. It feels like we're aligned with who we are, what we believe in, and our actions match. What happens though is over time, those two lines start to get further and further apart. If we are not leading consciously, if we are not doing the inner work, the self-reflective work, this is where I talk about the inner guidance cycle. If we're not tuning in, and saying, am I aligned with my values in this decision? What are my beliefs here? What are my standards? What am I committing to? And slowing down, pausing, pondering, asking ourselves some questions. If this is a tough decision I have to make, what's important to me here? Why is it important? What actions, what way of behaving is going to align with those actions? That's that ponder place. And then again, if we go back to that definition from Simon Sinek, it's about those consistency in actions. Am I acting consistently over time? Am I behaving in the same way that I said I was going to over time? That's where we start to see if we feel in alignment with our values, ethics, morals, or if we're out of alignment. If we start to do things differently than we say is important to us. Clients come first, but do they? Family's important, but are you showing your team that yours is? Because I certainly wasn't. I would say work-life balance was so, so important. And then when somebody wanted to take time off, I would question them. When I said we, you know, focused on teamwork and we're supporting each other, did I support them or did I berate them? Did I pick them apart? Did I judge them every time they did something wrong? When I said, I'm here to grow you and support you and help you reach your potential, and then I never asked them about their goals, then I never gave them the opportunities to go on training. Was I leading ethically? Was I in alignment with my values, ethics, morals? No. And it's no wonder my team judged me as being out of integrity. It's because I didn't align my list with how I was living and leading. And that's the important part we have to think about. Am I living this list of things I espouse to? So the question you can ask yourself is this. Is this decision, choice, action, a reflection of who I am and who I'm becoming? Is this choice a reflection of who I am and who I'm becoming? So if we look at, 
I'm an honest leader. I lead with integrity, which are the things that I want it to become and be. I had to ask myself, in this moment, am I being an honest leader? Am I leading with integrity? That's who I want it to be and want it to become. And if I couldn't say yes, then I probably needed to do some more thinking, change my decision, maybe move some things around a little bit, maybe look again at my list of values, ethics, and see if they were still true to me. Because that's the first step is to make that list and really understand what are my values, not just a word, but what does that mean to me? In the values verification course in the training library, I really help people break that down. What does that value mean to me every day? How do I live that value? How do I know when I'm aligned with that value? How do I know when I'm not aligned? How do I bring myself back to being in alignment? Because just a word on a page means nothing. We have to know what that means to me. I was talking to a client yesterday and she was like, oh, this has just been an awful week. And I said, what's going on? And she's like, meeting and back to back this and here. She said, I haven't had any time to listen to a podcast. I haven't had any time to read anything, an article or nothing. One of the things that she places high importance on is lifelong learning. And to her, not to everybody else, to her, that means at some point between Monday and Friday, I need to listen to a podcast. I need to read an article. To you, that might be, I need to go to a conference once every six months. But to her, that's what it means. And so she has to define that. I'm a learner. I always need to be learning. How does that show up for me? And when I'm doing that, I feel good. So I said to her, what do you want from this call? And she said, I need the aha. Like, that's my learning. I always, I just, you know, I'll listen to a podcast or I'll read something and I'll just get that little aha. And that just makes my day or makes my week. I need the aha. So we went through a coaching session and at the end, I'm like, did you get your aha? She's like, yes, thank you. That's exactly what I needed. Just that little tiny bit of learning, that new insight, that new awareness was enough to make her go, yes, now I feel like I'm being me, showing up as me, and she can use that learning. And this is why it's so important for her. She's going to take that learning into her leadership. The learning for her is really important to be a better leader, be that better person, but show up as a leader stronger more supportive to her team and helping them grow and reach their potential. And that was the uh, little aha, the little learning piece that she took. So again, the question is, is this a reflection of who I am and who I'm becoming? So let's finish off with the quiz to make sure that you are an ethic leader. I'm going to read these points and I just want you to, in your head, think about, am I doing this? Yes, no. And if you want this list printed off, I'll put the link below where you can grab this list of questions to ensure that you are leading ethically. First, we're going to talk about code of ethics. If you have any credentials, if you've taken any training, if you're in a certain profession, there's probably a code of ethics for your profession. So the first point is I know what the code of ethics is for my profession. The second point is I have looked at it recently. The third point is I follow it. So do you actually like have do you have it? Have you looked at it on a regular basis? This is part of that pondering. This is part of doing the self-reflection piece, making sure regularly that you're aligned with those ethics. So I know what the code of ethics is. I've looked at it. I follow it. Now I have my own code of ethics. Do you have a list of what's important to you, what your values, ethics, beliefs, morals are? Do you have that list defined what's important to you? Have I looked at it recently and do you follow it? So your profession's code of ethics and then your own code of ethics. Second set is the values. I've identified my top three values. I have a working definition of my top three values. And again, if you need help with that, 
If you are a member of the training library, go back to values verification course. If you're not a member of the training library, there's a link below to check it out. It's a monthly subscription site so that you get ongoing training from me, access to all the training that I've done inside the library. It helps you stay up to date on your personal professional development. And it gives you access to me as a coach. So you can reach out, ask questions once a month. There is a live call where we get to connect with each other, but you also get to get some coaching and support from me. So again, the link is below. All right. I have identified my top three values. I have working definitions of my top three values. I know my values. I know how my values show up in my day-to-day -day work. And I have a deeper understanding of my values and how I define them and make work-based decisions. So it's taking those values and really drilling down on them so that you can be sure that you're following those values, living that list again. All right, last section, self-reflection. I regularly make time for self-reflection to clarify where I have aligned my actions with my values, ethics, and morals. And I set regular intentions for my actions and behaviors to realign with my values, ethics, and morals. So you take that time to look at it, make sure that you're aligned, and be intentional on how you're gonna behave. When you lead ethically and show up in integrity, you feel better and the people around you trust you. And they trust you to do what you say you're gonna do, even in tough times. And that's the important part. We don't want you to just lead well when things are going fine. We want you to step up to the plate when things are going bad and lead with integrity, lead ethically, use your moral compass to make those decisions. Be intentional about how you're interacting because that's what's gonna get you out of survival mode. That's what got me out of survival mode when I started to align with who I was and really get clear on that, understand what integrity meant, morality meant, ethics meant, moral fading meant, all of these definitions we've discussed. And then I started to go, how do I live and lead like that? Because having them listed isn't enough. Your behaviors have to match. That's where you lead with integrity. That's where you develop trust. And that's, my dear, where you move from surviving to thriving in both your leadership and life. Go make the rest of your day awesome. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome. <music>